I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Not Your Average Joe, the podcast that'll make anyone a little less average. I'm your host, Joe Franco, and I'm coming at you with day 20 of my writing challenge, which is wild. Today's episode is all about being somebody that others want to help. It's more of a life hack episode. It's not as poetic, but I hope you guys like these episodes that are action oriented. I'm trying to mix it up. You know, I'm trying to figure out my style. Are we how to guys? Are we poetry? What are are we? We're somewhere in the middle. Are we prose? Are we journal entry? What I love is being an in-betweener and this podcast is very much in its own category. So without further ado, let's get into it. Kill the intro, sis. You know she's not your average show, not your average show. Last week, I was at a speaker's training in New Jersey. I decided to invest in a six-month grad program with world-renowned speaking coaches, Michael and Amy Port. It was an investment in my storytelling and overall development as a performer. I've never studied the craft, and I still get nervous weeks before I have to give a speech. The fear alone lured me in. Am I a masochist, or am I drawn to improvement? Probably a little of both. On the second day of training, all 30 students were sitting in the theater when Michael Port casually dropped a sentence I wanted to tattoo on my forehead. According to him, this was the key to booking jobs through other speakers. Be someone others want to help. It resonated not only because he's an exceptional speaker, the man can read you a fridge manual with charisma to captivate you through the appendix, but because I realized that this had been my secret weapon all along secret to even me. At first, his comment was a little off-putting. My pride had a knee-jerk reaction. Why would I belittle myself to look weak and need someone to come to my rescue? My ego said. When my pride calmed itself down, I noticed that this is just another way of saying, always be a likable, curious student with a beginner's mind. Why? Why bother? Curiosity has been the key to open many important doors in my life before I had anything to show for my work to get invited in. This is when attention becomes an undeniably powerful asset and resource. While yes, attention can be described as everything, as our life, paying conscious attention to something or someone will almost always create alchemy, developing new relationships or opportunities. It's only a matter of time. Being someone others want to help means being humble enough to assume the role of the student. More than humility though, it's wanting to be the student, realizing deep down that you can actually learn something from everyone. It's giving respect to others, showing that you want to learn from each exchange, preparing to be amazed at their unique life story that's unfolding in front of you. Interviewing people is one of my favorite things in the world because in every sentence, there are lessons to be understood that the person you're interviewing might not even have been aware of. It's like a treasure hunt. Find the wisdom so we can all grow from anyone's life experience. Being someone others want to help boils down to curiosity, humility, open-mindedness, likability, and an overall insatiable desire to consistently grow. 
People need to sense your passion. They need to feel your zest for life. Otherwise, what good is it for them to spend time helping you? Unlocking your pure excitement for the possibility of every moment is the invisible force pulling people closer to you. You can see passion in someone's eyes, like a lie detector. In order to emit this zest for life, this passion, you need to be laser focused on your direction, even if you don't know how you'll get there. When you have the vision and good intentions, every piece you need to complete the puzzle will show itself in your path. But it does start with you. When you're someone others want to help, they'll invest in your journey emotionally. You'll have an informal group of mentors, a support system, that help you flesh out ideas. Even if they don't help you in a tangible way with opportunities or connections, you'll still be better for having heard their thoughts and cross-referencing them with yours. The amount of times I've had an aha moment from a coffee break conversation that ended up refining my direction is too many to keep track of. We need others, and they need us. We all need help. It's just a matter of how you make yourself available available for it. The speaker's training is filled with high performers. Military pilots, lawyers, doctors, coaches, and everything in between. I fall in the middle, which you know is my sweet spot, culturally, linguistically, professionally, etc. After having the epiphany that we should all be someone others want to help, my logical mind started reasoning with me and asking how. How do we master the art of being someone others want to help? After the session, we took a break and the question followed me all the way to the bathroom. While washing my hands, I was mid-thought about how I needed to rip my entire keynote speech apart when the head teacher and I locked eyes laughing about how we were both on the same pee schedule. We got to chatting casually and I came clean, telling her I needed to surgically change every single paragraph in my speech because the workshops reminded me that I was not writing a memoir, but a life-changing monologue. But honestly though, I think it's bigger than my speech. I want to talk about all of my visions for the next five to ten years in the future and work my way backwards. It's like I've so many moving parts from Joe Club to my content to my writing to these speeches. I word vomited, letting the possibilities drag into silence. Amy Port looked at me with her active mind, searching for the possible solutions. Joe, you're a visionary type. You need an implementer. Would you agree with that statement? I nodded, yes, because this woman could tell you anything, but also because she was right. I'd had so many ideas that I've struggled to bring to life methodologically. There's a book I've had on my reading list for a few months called Rocket Fuel by Gina Wickman and Mark Winters. The basic premise is this. In business, there are visionary types and implementer types, people who need each other to achieve their maximum goals. My Joe Club team are badass implementers who help me stay on track, which is why the company is finally hitting its stride. But I need someone like that for the Joe Franco side of the business, I confessed. Let me make a quick phone call. I'll send you an intro on Monday. I think I know the perfect person. Amy says swiftly, determined to help me. Really? You don't have to do that. That would be amazing though. I really, really appreciate it. And it's not even because I want to be successful. I think these messages and putting these tools in front of people could really help and change lives. I say reminding her of why I'm doing any of this to begin with. Reminding myself. I was pleasantly shocked by her generosity and lack of hesitation to help me. That was it. I was doing a thing I always do, which is what Michael said to always do. I was being someone other people wanted to help and I didn't even realize it. So if you want to learn this skill, I've put some thought into it and here are some tips. Step one, enter every single room with a sparkle of an eager beginner. 
I was told this once that I've lived a lot, but I carry myself with an air of a beginner's mindset. Maybe because I'm still amazed that I was invited into the important rooms to begin with. It's residue from imposter syndrome. But it works in my favor when it comes to thinking I still have a long way to go. I know I do have a long way to go. It's hard for me to ever call myself a teacher because deep down, I'll forever be a student. Which brings me to point number two. Always remember, you do have so much to learn. When you learn a new language, it doesn't matter if you're a rocket scientist, a lawyer, a doctor in your mother tongue. In Chinese, you have the intellectual capacity of a newborn baby. This is the level of humility we need before any encounter, prepared to be enlightened every step of the way. This amazement at information and other people is like energetic honey attracting others to you. As adults, it's rare we come across a high achiever with this childlike sense of wonder. You can be good at what you do, but if you have this quality, you become undeniably attractive. The pro with this tip is that when you walk the earth with a filter of amazement, your mood will automatically boost. You won't be jaded or cynical, or as I like to call it, you won't walk around with the stink of energetic repellent. Because at any given moment, you will be amazed if you're looking for amazement. Step three, be a cheerleader. People want to help people who help others. What a concept. By shining praise and gratitude towards others, you'll not only make someone else's day, but you'll be recognized as an ally, someone who uplifts the overall dynamic. Everyone wants to be friends with the helper. The trick here is to not be stuck as just the helper, but voice when you need help too. By the time you might need some direction or help, people will be flocking to support you after all the support you've offered them generously. But all of this has to be genuine. Fakeness can be smelt from a mile away. Step four, check your ego at the door. There's nothing more unsavory than someone who cannot take feedback without defensively spitting back a rebuttal. When someone feels like you listen actively and with two open ears, they're more likely to want to speak to you. Help happens in conversations, not conflict. And step five is consider your individual situation and lean into what makes sense for you. There are so many factors that you could highlight to remind others and yourself of this beginner's mind attitude. Last year, I was in a writing workshop with extremely successful authors. One in particular had written around 13 best-selling nonfiction books, but she sat in the writer's circle showing her vulnerability because she'd never written a memoir and was there to learn the craft. Despite dancing around us all in circles of her success and her life experience, we never felt intimidated, but this was tactful on her part. She came across with a beginner's mind because she was trying something totally new and reminded us all of it. Despite a 50-year age difference in all of her extreme success, we became good friends. She looks at me as an equal, and I'm in awe of her. Here's another example. In a room, like an expensive speaker's training program, being younger is one of my differentiators. By default, I look like the student or someone others want to help. Knowing, though, that I won't always be young is important. It hit me like a ton of bricks a few years ago that being young and cute wouldn't help me out in a few years' time. If I wanted to be great, I'd have to become a master, always embracing the spirit of a newbie, always wanting to improve. Whether it's a genre, age, or anything else, the most important tip to be someone others want to help is to find your own newness. You might be practicing a new speech, you're changing careers, you're a first-time performer. Letting people know your vulnerabilities disarms you as a threat. People only help non-threatening people. I'm learning the delicate dance of being helpful versus getting help eager to improve the balance, curious about what else there is to learn, excited at the possibility of growth, because that's my default mode now. In the end, when I look back at my journey, it'll be clear to see how many steps wouldn't have been possible without someone else's help. And hopefully this entry helped you unlock all of the help that'll enhance your journey too. That would make my day.
And that is it for today. Thank you for tuning in. We are rocking and rolling on this podcast. If you follow me on Instagram at Joe underscore Franco or at Not Your Average Joe Pod, you might have seen the bonus clips I posted of Donnie and our interview from episode 60. It was so good, so charming. And I'm really thinking about this childhood creativity and emotional awareness i really think i want to launch a joe club for kids if you're a parent and would like the service send me an email joe at joannafranco.com i'm linking it in the show notes i want to know what can i build for your children to make them emotionally aware expressive creative learn how to speak and communicate about their emotions i think it'd be so cool if i had a kid i would want them to learn journaling with some curated prompts to get them thinking this is an example of how this podcast and this writing challenge just makes me think about things i wouldn't have otherwise thought about all of my internships all of my mentorships it all came when i went out of my way to ask for help but not in like an obvious help me way it was more like i'm already on this path i would really appreciate your guidance people saw that as a compliment to them they saw that as me respecting them and their career and their knowledge and i always did and i always learned and now the roles are reversed. I still have mentors, but now I have mentees and it's an honor. It's one of the most gratifying relationships on both sides, right? To have people who you can learn from and then have people who can learn from you because it's never just so black and white. I have a mentor, Tony, that I interviewed on this podcast, but she always joked that I became a mentor as well. So it's like, even if you're the older person or the most experienced person in the room, that's not to say you can't learn from the person who's younger than you and vice versa. If you like the show, don't forget to rate it five stars and please share this episode with a friend that you feel like could benefit from asking for a little bit more help. I know we have a lot of people pleasers in the audience, a lot of perfectionists. You deserve help too. And maybe we're looking at help wrong. I think help has a bad brand because there's unproductive help where it's like, oh, can you just do this for me? Versus can you show me how to do this? It's that saying of teach a man to fish and he'll have fish for his entire life. Get the man a fish, he'll only eat for a meal. I'm all in the business of teaching other people how to fish because I ain't got no time to be collecting fish for your booty every day. Anybody who's around me knows I'll teach you the skills. You got to do the rest of the work. And if you teach, you got to learn and you got to know. Hey, yo, come listen to my girl, man. What you doing? Shit. 